Hey guys, welcome to episode six of the Neo Win Podcast. I'm Rich Woods. And I'm Jean Karaskaida. And this week was Z3 week, so there's a lot of gaming stuff. Yeah, That's... yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff. You know, you know, um, we've officially reached the amount of episodes where I don't know which number we're on. <laughs> but I, I think it's a good thing, you know. <laughs> we're, we're still doing it after. Uh, well, I guess this is it's episode six, but it's technically the eighth episode, which is is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. We're almost almost two months at this, nearly yeah. two months. Yeah, so, I heard you got a new car. What kind of car? I did. <laughs> I did. Okay, uh, I guess apparently our American users will not recognize this, but it's an Oppo Vectra, yes. or whatever you say. Yeah, so it's two thousand car. Still pretty old, but a little newer than my Yeah, two thousand is not too bad, you know. Um, yeah, does it does it go on fire? No, not yet. Hopefully right. not. All right. <laughs> Big improvement. Big improvement. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we had some some a lot of gaming news from E3. Um, so so the biggest thing, at least as far as I'm concerned, is Project Scarlet. Right. So we got uh, uh, a few details about the. Uh, Microsoft next gen Xbox console um, release time frame 2020 holiday 2020 and it's going to come alongside Halo Infinite so we uh, which which I'm pumped for Halo Infinite you know yeah I'm sorry so, yeah so what do you think okay so it looks as you'd expect I, I think I mean it's expected because we've heard Sony tease the PlayStation 5 and they have a lot of that stuff you know those super fast loading times They've also yeah. talked about 8K, 120 frames per second, whatever. 8K, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so this phone I noticed, that you wrote, I, I noticed that you wrote in your article, Microsoft says Project Scarlet will be able to run 8K games, support up to 120 FPS, presumably not at the same time. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> there's no way we're getting 8K, 120. <laughs> of course. But also SSD, right? We, that was That's yeah. huge. You know? Yeah, that's pretty good news because I mean the Xbox One X that was 2017, right? And it's anyway 2017 is pretty late to still be rocking in HDD, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, 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 well, yeah. I, everybody thought that the Xbox One X was going to have an SSD back when it was Project Scorpio, and we didn't have any kind of additional information about it. And then then they put an HDD in it, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, they say they created a new generation of SSD. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. Whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, <laughs> so weird. And they're yeah. using it as virtual RAM, which I think is also weird because I think RAM is faster than an SSD usually, right? I don't know. Yeah. It's going to have uh, AMD Zen 2 CPU architecture. It's going to have the new graphics architecture with uh, GDDR6 uh, memory. So obviously it's going to be a custom chip, but... It's cool because PlayStation's also using Zen 2, so um, I don't know, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> always very much on par. They are, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they're both promising 8K games. So, um, you know, for all of us that have 8K TVs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to gotta wonder if, if Microsoft's going to push me to get an 8K TV to, to review this thing. Because... They should just I, send you one. Just, just send you an 8K TV. They did that. They did that with the Xbox One X because they 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 sent me an email. They're like, "Hey, the Xbox One X is coming out. Uh, would you like to review it?" And oh, do you have a 4K TV? Because if you're going to review it, we'd really like you to review it on a 4K TV. And I said no at the time. And 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 they just uh, they said, "All right, so we can have Samsung send you a loaner." Or um, or we can you know uh, get you some kind of deal, which um, and I, I looked at the deal and and it was like you know your regular Best Buy deal, whatever they were offering, and um, so I, I I took the loaner and it was a fifty five oh. inch QLED TV and it spoiled me. <laughs> um, when I sent it back, I, I I ended up going with LG OLED, but it's like you know if you ever think that you can't spend two thousand dollars on a TV, live with one for a few months and then. <laughs> You know, it completely spoils you. But yeah, I wonder if, if they're gonna try to try to get me to do this with an 8K TV. Maybe that'll push me to get an 8K TV. You know, it, I, I I assume that that 8K quality is gonna be similar to the 4K quality on the Xbox One X. And then what what we're really focusing on here is like premium 
4K quality at, at high frame rates. Yeah, if we get 4K 120 FPS, that would be pretty cool. That would be amazing. Even if it's yeah. 60 and 1080p, 120 is still amazing. But. Yeah, but the, the Xbox One X supposedly supported 4K 60 already. Didn't Forza, yeah, Forza but, 7? Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it supports it all the time. Um, you know, um, with with certain games, I'm not I'm not that familiar with it, but but it's not as consistent as as we'd like. I think. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, yeah, that's always the case with consoles because yeah. like the PlayStation Three and the Xbox 360 could do 1080p, but most games ended up running at 720p at least at, at the start of the generation. Exactly. It is. So it's always like that a little bit. So so if they can give us all 4K all the time, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that's not a good start. Because even oh. next year, I think most people will still be getting used to 4K. I don't think a lot of people will have 8K by next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you know what's cool about 8K coming is is that it it, it lowers the price of 4K, right? <laughs> so so hopefully 4K becomes a lot more mainstream. You know. Um, 8K is a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a lot of pixels. It's like 32 million pixels. Um, yeah, a lot of pixels and a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of pixels and a lot of money. And uh, there's a lot of GPU power to push 8K gaming. You know, we don't even have 8K video. You know what I'm saying? It's, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so, it just sounds like future-proofing. <laughs> it is, it, yeah, well, it is future-proofing because yeah, these, these gaming console generations tend to last with about seven or eight years, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Xbox One was twenty thirteen, six seven, six seven. Xbox years. One was twenty thirteen. Yeah, so yeah, seven years in that case. It, it is an interesting market because the, there's nothing there's nothing else in technology that's that's slated to last that long, and that's why Microsoft had to do some midstream refreshes, right, with the Xbox One S and the One X. Yeah, that's so. always the case with a lot of consoles too. You look at the Nintendo 3DS, for example, got a couple of, yeah, well, mostly one power increase with the new 3DS. You know, well, Nintendo but, does it a little differently though, right? Because like, for instance, the Game Boy, the Game Boy lasted like 500 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was introduced in, in the mid 80s or whatever, and then they they had the slim Game Boy, and then the the Game Boy Color, and the Game Boy Advance, and and that like, that product just lasted for a few generations by doing those kind of midstream refreshes you know and the, the same thing with the the ds and the 3ds and all the variants of that like that's that product's been around for a while yeah i mean it, technically you have to consider or should consider the game boy advance is actually a separate generation just uses the same name and then the 3ds yeah. is also separate from the 2ds because you can't play 3ds games <laughs> on the ds no <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there yeah. there are midstream refreshes on on most consoles really, but not usually increasing power. I guess Nintendo did that with the 3DS, and now Xbox did it, and Sony did it with the PlayStation 4 too. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the PS4 Pro, and yeah, it's because we've gotten to a point where the com uh, the computer market is evolving so quickly that consoles quickly become you know they're they're perceived as significantly. Less capable than PCs. Well, they are. So I, yeah. so you know, they they want to do that refresh to to give yeah, them a little more relevant. You know, speaking about uh, PC gaming versus console gaming, and like I do both, obviously. You know, I got an Xbox, I got a, a gaming PC with an RTX twenty eighty. It's a beast. I love it. <laughs> but but um, you know, you know, uh, PCs are always more more capable. They they. Obviously, they're refreshed more often. They're, they're um, you know, you you can get those top end parts. I, I they're more more expensive too. Oh yeah, of course, of course. That's but true. what I appreciate about consoles is that is that you buy a box, and you buy something for this box, and you know it's built for this box. You know, there's a certain simplicity to to console gaming that that I really appreciate. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a that's a clear advantage. It's yeah, yeah. If you're a hardcore dedicated gamer, you know that I, I understand that a lot of people probably prefer to so invest the time of, and money in in building a PC. But you know, consoles are just easier for the mainstream audience. I think. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of things for this box, um, 
the Project Scarlet is supposed to. They they said it it supports four generations oh, of God. Xbox games. Yep, and uh, that's pretty incredible. So so that that means. Um, well, it means obviously Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and Scarlet. So, so it means that they're considering Scarlet to be a new generation of games. Because I've heard some people refer to Scarlet as another member of the Xbox One family. Um, but for generations, that should that that should imply that there will be games for Scarlet that won't work on on Xbox One. You know, it is its own exactly. generation. So. Um, but it is really cool that that they're they're bringing all that backward compatibility. And you know what? What I wonder about is licensing. That's impressive. It's very impressive. I wonder if yeah. Not to mention licensing. I want licensing. I wonder if the deals they made to get it to get games on the Xbox One were already forward looking, and they were already preparing to have those games also on the. That's exactly Xbox what I was one. wondering. <laughs> I was wondering the exact same. You know what? Like the Xbox One has uh, has the same. Uh, AMD 64 general architecture as as Scarlet will have. So so you like like the the technical aspect of running these games on Scarlet should be exactly the same as running them on the Xbox One. But I I I, I do exactly what you said about licensing. You know, like because because if it's a member of the Xbox One family, then it doesn't matter because all Xbox Ones are the same. They run the same games. But if it's running its own games. Um, I bet they were smart enough to include that in their deals, or at least in their newer deals, since they started thinking about backward compatibility. You know. Yeah, I would. I would think so. And probably every, even the games that are made for Xbox One, they probably already have some something preparing for that, so that those games can also be carried over. Yeah. Or as many as possible. So. Yeah, I mean, it's something I, I know. Uh, Phil Spencer, who's the head of Xbox at Microsoft. Um, it's something I know he cares about, like this idea that that you have a gaming console and, you know, you're going to go and spend $500 on the next one or whatever it costs. There is no pricing, by the way, for Scarlet. And yeah. you're going to go spend X amount of dollars on this next one. And all of a sudden, your your dozens of games that you had for the last one you had is just trash. You know, so so this idea that you can just keep playing them because you own these games, so you can keep playing them. It's it's. I, I, it's one of the things that I like about Xbox a lot. It is extremely admirable, in my opinion. It's, yeah, it's it's incredible. No one has ever done such a yeah. far-reaching. It's a really cool thing, you know, because because that means Scarlet launches with the biggest library of games that any console has ever launched with. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. It's, it's really really cool. So speaking of backward compatibility. They did um, end backward compatibility. <laughs> exactly. We were just praising them. And now, yeah. Yes. Yes. So so tell us about this this story. So, well, as bad as it sounds, it's understandable. So their focus now, as they announced Scarlet, is to make Xbox One games and all the games they have on Xbox One work on Scarlet when it comes out. That's what they said. And mm -hmm. so they're not working on bringing those original Xbox and Xbox 360 games to the Xbox One anymore. So they're just, they released this last batch of games, a lot of games actually, it's a really long list of new games they're adding. And it's yeah. the last one you'll see because now they want to focus on bringing Xbox One games to Scarlet. So um, do you think it's the last forever? Like, like we're done adding um, uh, 360 and OG Xbox games to the list? Um, Mm, that is a you know, like, good question. <laughs> like, do you think this is a program that they bring bring back down the line? Like, once that once they're good on Scarlet and getting this stuff to work, or is it just? Um, I think that's a possibility. I, I could see them doing that. There is a I massive guess. library of backward compatible games. <laughs> um, there is a really pretty big library. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's something like six hundred games, and only um, what like thirteen of them are, are OG Xbox, right? Uh, Very few. Twenty yeah. maybe. 15, I, I actually am not sure, yeah. but just today, it's just this week they had like seven or eight, so that's yeah, yeah. That's already a big increase. Uh, three sixty games though this week, right? Uh, no, uh, the the oh, other OG, oh. some three sixty, yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, and they also announced some more titles for the Xbox One X. 
with supports for 4K and all that. So sweet. It is a big list of releases in, in here. So uh, if you ex uh, for the, from the OG Xbox, we have Armed and Dangerous, Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb, uh, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy, Tom Clancy's Splinter Sound, and a bunch of Splinter Sound games. Pandora yeah. Tomorrow, Chaos Theory, Devil Agent, and then Unreal Championship Two. Yeah, you know what's so, cool yeah. is that that the the original Xbox was x86 if I'm not mistaken, and then 360 was was uh was power PC. So like, it it should technically be the most work to to get 360 working on the new generation. Like OG Xbox should be pretty simple. I I bet it's you know like we talked about licensing issues for these old games. You know. But I suppose it's also a matter of how many good games they are. The uh, how, many, yeah. how much people cared about the Xbox 360 because the 360 sold a lot. I think it actually outsold the PlayStation 3 for the first few years. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think the 360 won that generation. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So you know, the OG totally Xbox screwed the Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that was unfortunate. But they yeah. seem to have learned their lessons, so that's good. Yeah, they, I, yeah. They, I think they seem to be on the right track. Yeah, they, you know, they, they've so. been doing great these past few years. Yeah. Want to talk about Game Pass? I, I subscribed to Game Pass this week. Uh, uh, Game Pass Ultimate. So uh, Game Pass for PC pricing was revealed. Um, you could get it in beta right now for $4.99 a month. Um, although I think your first month is a dollar. Um, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the regular price is going to be $9.99 a month. So... Uh, it's pretty cool. You get over 100 games. You do need to be on Windows 10 version 1903, which most people don't have. Um, and then if, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, which everybody should get, it's $14.99, and that includes Game Pass, Game Pass for PC, and Xbox Live Gold. That is an insanely good deal. It's a great you're basically, deal. Yeah. <laughs> if you get, you're basically getting Live Gold for free because just both Game No, you're Pass basically getting Game Pass for PC for free. Or that. Because, yeah, because, well, because remember when, when they first talked about Game Pass Ultimate, it was going to be Game Pass and Live Gold, which uh, Game Pass is $10 a month and Live Gold is $60 a year. So it's $180 a year, which works out oh. to $15 a month. And we're yeah. like, why, why would anybody buy this unless just to like consolidate two subscriptions into one? But now with Game Pass for PC, there's actually a real, real value there. Yeah, so, that's, that's a really nice deal. Yeah, I, I went and I downloaded Metro Exodus. And what, oh, here's another thing that's very cool. Here's a tip for anybody listening. Is that that if you if you stock up on your Xbox Live Gold, which is the cheapest Xbox. Oh, I was about to mention have, that. Yes, <laughs> yes. I saw that um, on Twitter. Yeah, so so they um you they add all those months onto your Xbox uh Game Pass Ultimate subscription. So and yeah, yeah I signed all you have up. to do is that... Oh, sorry, yeah. I, I signed up, and I don't have to pay until October 2020. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, wow. I didn't even know how much time I had left. If I had <laughs> known, I would have bought, like, five years of Xbox Live Gold, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that is... Yeah. It's just a great deal, because you could just pay that $1 for the initial month, and then everything you have is upgraded to Ultimate, and then yeah. not pay anything else. Yeah, I, think I did. It. Yeah, and it's all automatic. You sign up for Game Pass Ultimate, and it just converts. So, it just happens. It's very yeah, cool. It's, you you can get Game Pass Ultimate for the price of live gold for years. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So the reason you need 1903 for Game Pass for PC is because um, 1903 is when they introduced those mysterious gaming features that we talked about a few a few weeks ago, which turned out to be. Uh, win 32 games in the Microsoft Store. So, you do need that. Yeah. You should still be able to play the, the Xbox Play Anywhere games with regular Game Pass, though. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't see why that would stop working. But Right, right. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. I can't wait for Halo Master Chief Collection. You know, Gears 5. <laughs> Halo, Halo Infinite, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Very cool stuff. I, it's it's just so cool that that um, you know, like we were talking about that you can buy you could buy an Xbox, 
and and just sign up for a small subscription and, and just have access to this vast library of games and um yeah it is yeah it's object objectively it's great we talked about this from a very subjective standpoint yeah <laughs> <laughs> but objectively but listen, it's a fantastic we were talking game. about how how i hate nintendo's lack of services Right, because the hardware is great, and I get very frustrated at what I can't do with it because of Nintendo's lack of services. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's a great product. It's just like I feel like Nintendo is stuck in like 2006. You know, and and they, they could really take advantage of that if they if they uh, rethought things a little bit. You know, there are some things that are so exaggerated. Why why don't we have Netflix? We've been talking about Netflix since yeah. that thing came out. That's... <laughs> Yeah, Hulu. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Hulu. Yeah, but, but Hulu is available in like two countries all over the world. I think it's just you know, the US, the UK. That's it. You know what the Switch doesn't have? Game Pass. Xbox Game Pass. So, <laughs> so Phil Spencer did an interview, and um, he basically he, he didn't say that it's not coming to Nintendo Switch. In fact, he kind of implied that that it'll happen at some point, but. Um, he basically just said it's not a priority right now. And um, I'm glad he said it because I feel like every time there's an Xbox event, I'm like, all right, this is it. This is when they're going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it was Baldwin waiting for it. That's true. Yeah. Like it was rumored a couple months ago. And, um, you know, I was hoping they'd announce it at E3 and they didn't. So, yeah, that is unfortunate. You know, yeah. like. He he mentioned the idea of of ga all the the Game Pass library coming to the Switch and that that it's it's not a trivial task. I I get that. Um, the Switch is substantially less powerful than even a base Xbox One, which is fair. Um, yeah. It's a it's an ARM architecture. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, not not the easiest thing in the world to do. So he said. You know they could do streaming, but uh, well, see what I all I really want is like not to pay for the games that I have on Xbox again on the Switch. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, and so, so like that's the thing. Like I don't need the like the hundred plus games, but the fact that I pay for access to Cuphead on the Xbox One, it would be really nice if, if they said, all right, you have Game Pass, you can play it on the Switch too. You know. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, but I would assume that they they're always going to do streaming at least for the the bigger games, stuff like Cuphead, of course, is on the Switch. That maybe they could find a way to link it to the eShop. That that would be interesting. But well, for the most bring, part, yeah, yeah. If they bring XCloud to the Switch, um, I don't see any reason why why you wouldn't have access to your entire library. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I've been expecting at least. You know, XCloud. And yeah. Yeah, and like you said, the priority now is Android, and that's understandable because Android has billions of devices. So as cool as the Switch is, you know, you gotta go where the market is. Yeah, yeah, first. and and I know I've been saying this a lot on our shows, which is that mobile gaming is huge, which is that that people, <laughs> all these companies want to be at the front of mobile gaming because there's so much money there, and it's it's growing by massive proportions, you know? Yeah, it just keeps going. People spend you know. a lot of money on mobile games. Yeah, well, you look you look at mobile, and, and mobile continues to get better. And and, it, and we've known for, like, five years that, that this PC in our pocket is going to be most people's main PC. So so the the experience keeps becoming more robust, and the, and the same thing applies to gaming. You know, like if you don't think that that it's going to get there, like it's going to get there. So yeah, everybody yeah. wants to be at the forefront of that. So yeah, yeah. Android makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a natural first step. It's the most important market right now. So yeah, and and he did say he didn't he did not mention iOS, um, but he he said Android was such a priority because it's such a challenge because there's such a diverse range of hardware. IOS is not a diverse range of range of hardware, so I mean it's uh I it assume that's easy. Easy, I mean, by comparison at least. Yeah, by comparison, I'm sure it's much easier. Unless Apple has some weird restrictions, which is is always possible with Apple. You know. 
That's true. Yeah. So xCloud, they did talk about xCloud, but barely. Like, we don't even have an article on what they said about xCloud because there, there was like almost nothing new. We expected so much more. Yeah, we, we <laughs> when after Google announced, they did at this yeah. Phil Spencer had this letter saying, "Oh, go big at E3 and whatever." And then like, yeah, all I heard was that small mention that in October you're gonna be able to preview it or something. That was it. That is the only yeah. thing I heard. Well, there's a couple <laughs> things they said. Um, well, we've known that that it was gonna run off of uh, basically Xboxes on a server rack, right? They 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 said that. A little while ago that, that that's kind of how it's set up so um he also said that your own xbox can be your server so if you're using your own xbox to stream to your device that will be a free service um that's if you're cool. using microsoft servers it will cost money so they didn't say how much money obviously <laughs> yeah <laughs> But if it's included in like Game Pass, or even if it Game brings Pass Game Ultimate. Pass, it, yeah, it, Game Pass Ultimate, yeah, it would make so much sense, and I think it has to be. You know, could you imagine if it was like pay per hour or something? You know, um, or pay no. per data, or you know, it's it's like, like here's the thing: your your most of your games are probably coming from that Game Pass subscription, so it kind of it really makes sense to bundle it in there. I just hope they don't have like Game Pass Ultimate Ultimate <laughs> for, for like nineteen ninety nine. It's like you know the the whole point of Game Pass Ultimate was to consolidate subscriptions and make a much more simple offering than we're getting. So that would be nice. Yeah, and let's hope they they do the right thing. They they have to be better than Stadia, please. Any just yeah. anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Stadia could be good. It just won't be. <laughs> there are no games. There are no games. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we talked about Scarlet launching with thousands of games and a bigger library than any, um, you know, any consoles launched with before. And xCloud will technically be capable of running those exact same games. And that's because they're, they're literally Xboxes in the cloud. So, so, yeah, so sounds- this. There's no reason it couldn't. Um, again, licensing might be an issue. They they did not specifically ever say that you'll be able to run all Xbox games from the cloud, but I hope you do. I hope you know it'll be great. And at least the most recent ones, like we were saying earlier, I I hope they already had the licensing prepared for that future. Let me ask you something. Do you think what? How, how much faith do you have in the game streaming concept in general? Well, people say it's the future, and I'm inclined it, to believe, yeah. I mean, that it's probably, to some degree, a big part of the future. Yeah. But I don't know if it's going to replace consoles altogether. Maybe. It's but... very interesting, because it, it also brings, um, it brings games to, obviously, hardware that would never have otherwise been able to run these games you know like like when when qualcomm announced the snapdragon 8cx they, they made a big deal about saying it's it's on par with a core i5 a 15 watt core i5 and i said well when are you going to make the chip that's on par with the 45 watt core o5 you know gaming pcs when are you going to compete for what would like obviously you're trying to displace intel completely and um they said well that's not our wheelhouse but you know maybe with streaming you can do this kind of thing but here's what I wonder, like, how do you deal with latency on stuff like this? Like, I have enough problems with latency using a Bluetooth controller rather than a, a wired controller. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, like, running running a game in the cloud just, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. There are a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's something that's going to have to be proven, really. Um. Hopefully, I mean, I, I don't know how it works either. I don't know if it's streaming down blocks of the game or or if it's just, you know, literally just sending button presses back to a server and then sending the response back to you, you know? It could be anything. <laughs> but yeah. either way, you know, when I say it's the future, we, we have to take that literally. Yeah, yeah. It's the future. It's right now. 
it's right. really not for everyone or that's the question right? anyone it, it is the future like all this stuff like this the whole speech that i oh that i keep saying about mobile gaming like this stuff gets there eventually um eventually speeds get fast enough latency technology improves and it gets there but like when 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 they when they do this in october how's it gonna look um yeah, they, I mean, they, they had people try it at E3. I wish I was there to try it, but uh-huh. I wish <laughs> I, I wish they'd get in touch with me with some kind of preview kit. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I'm, yeah, I'm skeptical. I, yeah, I don't see it working very well either for for now. Yeah. But I think Microsoft knows it, and that's, that's why they didn't talk about it as much. Google is making a huge deal out of Stadia. <laughs> And I was going to say, luckily, think... Microsoft actually has a console. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. They have something to fall, fall back on. Right. Google right. is going so hard at this, and I think they're going to crash. Yeah. And I don't know. And they gave up pretty easily on their failures. So I don't, I don't know if they are going fast. They do. I... And that, like, that's, we talked about that last week, like this idea that there are games you're going to have to buy you can't even download these games. You can only stream them. So if Google just kills the service, you're just screwed. You'll just lose all your money. Yeah, it, that is that is legitimately terrible. It just <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder. Um, I mean, it it could be good because like we haven't tried any of this stuff, but I just can't imagine how it would be. And, yeah, um, I'm with you there. It's. Yeah. It is, my, Microsoft is a very strong position in gaming. I've always said this, like. Windows Windows is the only viable PC gaming platform, and then they have a console as well, so that's huge. You know, like it's they're in a unique position to bring those two arenas together, which no one else can do. But streaming could streaming games could take over the whole market, and including mobile, which which you know it's a very interesting future for gaming. Yeah, it is. I just don't think. Pushing it as hard as Google is doing is going to work very well. <laughs> Google's got to try. I'll give credit for that. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah. I just don't see how they have the strengths. So they they probably have good streaming technology, but but um, I just don't like like gamers want the games. You know, we saw this with the original Xbox One and their blunders. You know, trying to make it an entertainment device. That's why Phil Phil Spencer got on stage at E three, and they said he said this console generation is all about the games. That's what it's about, because that's what people care about. Yeah, and <laughs> Google is just, they've been focusing a lot on the technical aspects of it. and Right, because they don't have the games. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I'm not too confident. And then you're paying $10 I... a month just for the ability to stream. We don't know what games are included. Yeah, right, so. right. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, there are some games included in the subscription package, right? Yeah, Destiny 2 is one of them. But oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many. And then you have stuff like... So you, Ubisoft announced their Uplay Plus subscription service, which everyone has now, their own. And oh. Uplay Plus is actually <laughs> coming to Stadia, so you can get those Ubisoft games on Stadia. Really? The thing Interesting. Is, yeah. So the, but the thing is, you're paying $15 a month for Uplay Plus on top of the $9.99 for Stadia, if you're using the Pro right. version. And then right. you pay $15 a month for Uplay Plus, and it's supposed to give you over 100 games on PC, but how many of those are going to be on Stadia? And you're, you're going to be paying $15 a month for six Ubisoft games, seven? I don't know how many Ubisoft games are going to be on Stadia, but I there can't are, imagine that. Yeah, there are I too many game, streaming ser- game subscription services. Yeah, there are too many, <laughs> yes. It's crazy. And, <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you're gonna be paying fifteen dollars for Uplay Plus, and you get like ten game stops on Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't imagine all those hundred games that Ubisoft announced that are going to be on Stadia. They're going to be on Uplay for PC, probably. So right. I don't know. Right. Interesting. Yeah, there there are too many. So, like I I was I just canceled uh, EA Origin Premiere. Um, which I was paying $15 a month for. And the reason that I was paying for that was because um, I've been reviewing a lot of gaming PCs that have RTX graphics, so I've been playing Battlefield Five, 
you know, and, and it, um, it, was, easy, it was easier to pay $15 a month and pay whatever it is for the game. And, um, you know, then, then Game Pass Ultimate came out for that same price, I might add. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and, and um, yeah, you know, now, now I got Metro Exodus and that, that is ray tracing and stuff. So, so I can just use that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with Game Pass Ultimate, to be honest. You know, I've got it yeah. for free for like the next year and a half, almost. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, and it's got tons of PC games. Like, like, what's to complain about here? You know. Yeah, I think it's better because you're not restricted to games from just EA because EA has a few cool, ga- cool games, but you know, it's just one or two franchises that people care about. And then... Yeah, exactly. You know, and and um, I, I I guess we're gonna see companies with their own subscription services and wanting to keep some of their games exclusive to that, but whatever. I'm not picky with games, man. You know, <laughs> I'm not a huge gamer, so so like it's not like that new game comes out and I got to get my hands on that. So so you offer me a selection of a hundred games to choose from. I'm gonna find something that I really love and I'm gonna play that and I'll be happy with it. You know. Yeah, that's that's fine. You know, that's. Yeah, if you're, if you're good with it, you know, all different. <laughs> all right, so we got a new. Let, let's finish up Xbox at E3 with the new Xbox Elite Series Two controller for one that one seventy nine ninety nine. It has Bluetooth and USB Type C and other USB stuff. USB Type C is nice. That's it's all I care time. about. Was those two things? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not all I care about. The other thing I care about, they did not add. You know what? It, what is it? I'm glad you asked. It's, <laughs> it's um, uh, custom designs. You know, you, oh. you, know like, yeah, you know, they have the, the Xbox Design Lab. You can uh, use different color buttons, different color body, you know, uh, different color accents, all that kind of stuff. And, and you could customize your controller completely and order it. You can't do that with an Elite controller. And it disappoints me so much. That is, that is sad. There were rumors that it would be possible, right? Before- They come out with all these custom controllers, and I look at these things and like, I would totally buy that if it was an Elite controller because I have the first gen Elite controller. I love it, and it spoiled me for other controllers. So like, I can't buy the other controllers because they they all suck in comparison. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't spend one hundred and fifty dollars on an Elite controller or one hundred and eighty. That's good. Yeah. For as some good reason, as it is. Yeah. Yeah, when when I bought mine, um, I don't remember. I, I I don't remember if I bought it from Best Buy or if I bought it from the Microsoft Store. But for some reason, like I had a bunch of gift cards or something, and and I just uh, I just went and got it. So <laughs> I have complain. an Xbox controller, normal one, and it's great. Yeah. I love the Xbox controllers. I have to say, I'm a Nintendo guy, but as yeah. far as like classic controller styles go, the Xbox controller is amazing. I just love the design. It's super comfy. Yes. Yeah, my yeah, ears nice. ahead of the Sony one. I hate, oh yeah, I, I hate I hate the DualShock so much. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> I I'd love to figure out like like what they're thinking is with that because they 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 came out. Remember the original PlayStation and its controller? It didn't have the thumbsticks, and so it's like like midstream in that generation. They just jammed them in there wherever they could fit them in the middle there, and it's like they never moved them since. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so uncomfortable. Why? Oh, I hate it. <laughs> yeah i i really but, dislike it <laughs> so a couple things like usb type c i love because i honestly i can't say a micro usb anymore because when it comes time to charge something with micro usb i can't even find a cable because i really have very few things that use it and um and bluetooth because the, you can the use your pc yes yes like i i use a wired connection for it with my pc now and um like with the previous one you had to use a, a wireless the adapter. Dongle. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy because of... they, they added Bluetooth to the regular uh, Xbox controller years ago, like when the Xbox One S came out. Yeah, that's the one I have. That's I have that because I don't have an Xbox, so I, I had to get one with Bluetooth to use in my PC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, wired yeah, is better. It's... I mean, it's it's still better to use wired because you know you just faster. You know, you have a switch. I... You should know that. I actually <laughs> don't notice that much I, I don't know i've never had a huge problem with latency but maybe i'm just weird have you not noticed with the switch like when you're when you're 
using it handheld and the, the controls are actually uh, attached to the to the display compared to using the 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 wireless unit and plugging them into there you haven't noticed a difference i don't think so <laughs> i have i have, I have, to, I have to be honest <laughs> i really don't think yeah so bluetooth by the way another thing is that apparently the battery is not removable in this thing um so so obviously it's rechargeable but um i don't love that you can't remove it you know um because if that battery dies then you just kind of need a new controller after a few years yeah, that is, that is unfortunate, actually. Yeah, I, I was going to say I prefer the rechargeable one, but yeah, if you can change it yourself, then that's a problem. Well, well, here's the thing, right? With a, with a regular Xbox controller, like, you put the, was it, two AA batteries? Yeah, two AA, yeah. They also sell a rechargeable battery pack, right, that just pops into the, that yeah. battery slot. Yeah, so you just yeah. pop that in there, and it charges up the same way this charges up. But if that battery dies, you can just go buy a new one and... The controller lasts even longer. Yeah, you know, you know lithium ion yeah, batteries. That would be die. the what? Yeah, that would be the ideal the ideal solution to be able to swap them out. I don't know why they don't they don't do that. But yeah, yeah, like they could have just shipped it with. Like I've always thought that they should ship these controllers with the rechargeable battery pack, but um, they could have just done that. You know. Yeah, they could. <laughs> so one seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, it's a lot of money, but you got this. Uh, I, I was in, interested, as in, I thought it was cool because it has adjust, adjustable tension for the, the 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 analog sticks. Was that oh. in the original one? I, know, I you can don't just like, think so. I don't yeah. Know. So basically, you pop out the analog stick, and then you have this little sort of key or tool or whatever it's called, like a like a screwdriver or something, and you pop it in into the the place where the analog sticks was were and you can tighten them or loosen them so they they move more or less you know they require more force i guess nice. i think that's interesting i don't know I, i'm not the kind of person to, to need something like that i'll tell but... you my favorite things about about the current elite controller one is is the d-pad that's on there um you notice how instead of just the arrows it's a round thing so it's easier to point diagonally than oh, it is with yeah. the regular yeah also the 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 metal triggers on the bottom those things are great and it took me a little bit to get used to it but those things are phenomenal yeah it's a, it's one of those things i'm not sure i could see any use for it but if i if i tried it i probably would but like just thinking about it i can't think of you know anything useful to do with them you know what, what i um i i i couldn't find a use for it either until cuphead came out and Cuphead's oh. a game where you kind of want to have your finger on the trigger the entire time you're playing. So, oh. so like, you're constantly firing. So you can just hold that down. And, or, or you know, if you don't have an Elite controller, you can, like, remap the controller to use one of the, the triggers on the front of the controller. But otherwise, because otherwise it has you press X. So you kind of have to take your finger off of it to oh. jump. So, yeah. like, yeah, it, it's a cool feature. It works out pretty well. Oh, that's cool. I... I... I can't play Cuphead. I don't trust myself. I get really <laughs> frustrated when I lose in games, and everyone says Cuphead oh, you is lose. hard. So, you will so lose. yeah, it's very hard. No, it's, not... it's very old school, though. You know, like like you know, I I love playing. I was playing Double Dragon Two recently because it came out on the Switch, and uh, it just reminds me of old old games where like. New newer games like Halo, you got to play for like twelve hours straight to beat it. You could beat one of these old games in like, you know, an hour maybe, but you just die and you have to go back to the beginning. <laughs> you know? It's crazy. And like they, they had that kind of replay value where you just keep playing until you win. <laughs> yeah. And if you're I, really I, good, you're done with the yeah. game in an hour. But, you know. I'm not um, really good. I'm really yeah, not. <laughs> no. But that's kind of what Cuphead's like where you just uh, – you, you just – keep trying at this level until you beat it. And um, I think I'm about 55, 60% of the way through the game. And every once in a while I pick it up and I beat a level and I put it back down again. You know what? <laughs> one day I'm going to beat it one day. <laughs> one day. Eventually. Yeah. My problem is I can't stop. Like if I lose, I just have to keep going. It just makes me more frustrated. Yeah. It, you'll, you know, you either love or hate the game, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you, you hate it. If you're, you hate it if you're the type of person to like throw your console at a wall. 
you know, if, I don't if, you do can, if you're the type of person that, that, that will keep playing and then really appreciate that rush when you finally beat the level, you know, that's, that's, that's what I, I like, except you know what happens is like, you spend like an hour beating one level and then it gives you like a D plus and you're like, what the, you know? <laughs> Oh, when that happens, I'm just like, you know what? I'll take it. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't play it again and try to get a better score. No, I take the D plus and I keep going. Exactly. That's that's the only solution. <laughs> do they have um do they have Xbox Live integration on the Nintendo Switch version yet? I think so. They announced it when they announced the game, so I'm assuming so. I don't have they the game. Coming <laughs> soon though, right? Didn't they announce the game and then they said Xbox Live coming soon? Because Yeah, because I, I'm willing to buy the game on Switch, but only if I can keep my progress from the Xbox version of the game. You know, uh, I don't, I don't see that happening just because Nintendo is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if if it's got Xbox Live integration, it it might sink my progress. You know. Yeah, I would assume so. I but I, I can't, I can't say for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to find out. Um, all right, that's Xbox at E3. Let's talk about Google and the Pixel Four. It has a square camera. Next story. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, let's just keep going. It is really weird, though. So so Google, uh, th there were a bunch of leaks about the Pixel 4, which isn't going to be announced until October. And um, Google just tweeted it out. They, they had a render that said, well, since there seems to be some interest, here you go. Wait till you see what it can do. Hashtag Pixel 4. And, and it's weird because nobody comments on rumors. That's like rule one for PR. So Google <laughs> just threw it out there. It was great. That was that was unexpected. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. So, big design changes, though. Uh, square camera module um, with it dual is. cameras from the dual. company that said that we do not need dual cameras on phones. Uh, I, I thought they were just going to go to three so they could sit through to the award. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, we don't need two. Just, yeah. It's one or three. Just, yeah, right. No, there's no other option. Is that uh, there's no two-tone two-tone design? This this device is all black, so the uh, you know design language change, and it's um, yeah. about it. The Pixel phones keep getting a little more bland with each generation. Yeah, well, you, you almost hated that two-tone thing, though. It's weird. I don't know. I, I think it was interesting just because it was different. You know, I yeah the panda the the Pixel two had that panda color. I think that was interesting. I thought the three A was particularly interesting because it was made of plastic and um it looked exactly like the glass pixel 3 with like very minor differences to the to the feel of it um and and i i looked at these two phones next to each other and i'm like why 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 did we make this out of glass at all why <laughs> you shouldn't use glass if you don't have to because someone drops it the back breaks so like seeing it made out of plastic and looking the same i'm like wow they could have just done this <laughs> But then they, it, it would be fancy, you know? yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, should I, I mean, obviously it's gonna have a Snapdragon E55. Apparently they're gonna go with six gigs of RAM this year instead of four, which is a moderate upgrade. Yeah, it's about and time. I think most phones are doing that now. Should have big bezels. Apparently, apparently, apparently they're getting rid of the notch and just using a huge top bezel. So there's just, that. Just fucking <laughs> trends, really. They don't care. Yeah, yeah they don't care. <laughs> you know, you know. I've seen some. So there's been some really cool stuff with companies getting rid of the bezel. With uh, you know, Huawei doing the hole punch display, OnePlus with the pop up display, I mean, pop up camera, and yeah. um, you know, it's it's like th there's some really nice solutions out there. I don't know. And then Google's I, just like, eh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, I also don't hate bezels. You know, I, I feel like like the, this quest to to have narrow bezels is form over function, and uh, especially on the sides. You ever pick up a phone that like like a Galaxy S10 Plus or something that has the curved edges, and you try to use it with one hand, and you're just accidentally touching the sides of the screen? Like it's complete form over function. I I could I would assume that yeah that probably happens. I am not it experienced does. it myself. I, I can tell you with certainty. <laughs> but yeah, I also don't mind bezels that much. I mean, yeah, we've gotten to a point where they're very 
you know, reasonable. You're not you're not yeah. seeing the, the huge bezels we used to. Yeah. So that's but, a picture for. Yeah, not very not yeah, very so. interesting. Yeah. I well, it'll be more interesting when when we actually have one. What is yeah. interesting is I so Here's the thing, right? Remember, remember last week when we were talking about how Apple split up iTunes on the Mac, and we said they weren't doing it on iTunes because they hate Windows, they they don't care about Windows, and they don't do anything for Windows. Remember that? Yeah. You know what they no, did this they're... week? They did something <laughs> for Windows. Yeah. <laughs> and not just something like because all right, so iCloud for Windows is now available from the Microsoft Store. iCloud for Windows is not a new app. It's it's You've been able to install iCloud on your Windows device pretty much as long as iCloud's been a thing. So now it's available in the store, but it also has a new feature, which is files on demand. And what? Uh, yes, files on wow. demand. Yes. Oh, wow. That's that was my reaction as well. Because <laughs> no, that they, they didn't say that, that um, it's similar to files on demand or that it does the same thing. This is actually using OneDrive file, the, the same technology that, that powers OneDrive files on demand. Apparently, Microsoft opened up the APIs for that, and Apple is the first one to take advantage of it. That is pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, Apple is, as far as I know, they're the only ones to take, take advantage of it. Uh, I think Dropbox has a, a similar functionality um, that they introduced back back before files on demand was a thing when we all wanted our OneDrive placeholders back. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Dropbox introduced their own thing, and um, I wonder if uh, they'd ever consider, you know, using the, the Microsoft one. API. You know, it's it's pretty cool. Though. I, I'm really impressed that that Apple bothered to do this because it probably means I'm not sure how how iCloud Drive works on Macs, but. You might actually have a better iCloud Drive experience on Windows than you do on Macs at this point. Could be. I don't know <laughs> either. But. I know. I'm, I'm going to look into this at some point whenever I, you know, feel like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when I feel like using a Mac. Um, yeah, but it's it's pretty cool. Available from the Microsoft Store for free. You know, if you're an iCloud user, I might switch to iCloud. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you know, I mean, At least the store isn't dead. That's nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I say that because, like, uh, when I when I record a video with my iPhone, and sometimes I do that for YouTube videos, um, it's very hard to transfer it to a Windows PC. Um, the only like you, you can't use a wired connection. That just doesn't work. Um, or it's very hard. You know. So I'll end up uploading it to OneDrive and it'll take forever and then and then I have to sync it on my PC and like if I just upload it to iCloud it might uh it might actually make the process better maybe because OneDrive is, is pretty bad at speeds right it's it is pretty bad at speeds. Uh, yeah. seems to be very fast but uploading just doesn't do it I don't know why so yeah, yeah. iCloud on the Windows Store. You do need to be on Windows 10 1903, or more specifically, build 18362.145. That's it is oddly specific. <laughs> it is oddly specific. <laughs> and, and but that's what you need. That's what it says in the Microsoft Store. So pretty cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's pretty nice. Yeah, I was really impressed with, with Apple on this case. And like, seriously, just Kill iTunes already. Like, you know, you know, it, it was one thing when they weren't killing iTunes because we all know that Apple hates Windows. But now that they did something for Windows, it kind of stings a little more that, that they won't. Yeah. yeah, I get that. It's, yeah, maybe maybe they're thinking about it. Who knows? Maybe maybe they're just not. That's not their focus right now. Like App, Apple does move slowly on some things. And uh, they probably want to figure out the right way to do it because on on Windows, they, they have you download this one app to do all of these things. If they split that app into four separate pieces like they did on macOS, they now have to try to get you to download all four different things. Um, on Mac, it's easy because all those four things come pre-installed on your Mac. On Windows, it's uh, I, I'm guessing a little more complicated to how they want to arrange that. 
Yeah, man, unless they could somehow have like uh, the suite of apps installed all at the same time. Just they could. I mean, you know, Microsoft does it with uh, Office 365. They could just rename it iTunes Suite. And um, yeah. Yeah, it's a possibility. That'd be nice. Yeah. They're probably just thinking about how they want to approach it, though, and uh, exactly how they're going to do it. Hopefully, hopefully I, I say probably. I mean, hopefully. You know? yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to assume, especially with Apple. Yeah, so, you never know. Yeah. So the last thing we got is a new Windows 10 build this week, 18.917, and it has Windows Subsystem for Linux, too. So it has a Linux kernel inside. That's nice. And, uh, the first build with significant changes. Yeah, so, tell us about the shell. So yes, yeah, so apparently, you know, Microsoft obviously didn't mention this, but then the this Twitter user Albacore is is pretty known for this kind of stuff. Is always digging into the Windows stuff. He's one of the few users that does this, and yeah. he was looking around the the new build eighteen. 18917. Okay, I was a little confused. And apparently, Microsoft has started doing some work to split the shell, the, the interface for Windows, from the actual operating system. And this is seemingly because of Windows Core OS, which we've talked about many times before. Right. This new operating system that Microsoft is working on that adapts to all these different kinds of form factors. So we have all of that. And now, this seems to be the initial work for that. There's not a whole yeah. lot going on. They discovered no. this thing called the Sham Update Agent. Which... I wonder if they'll ever really talk about it. You know, um, or if if they're just going to tell people like, hey, you know, this is Windows. Like, like, because it's really backend stuff that that people don't need to know about. I wonder if they'll ever really say. Yeah, I don't think they'll ever discuss like the specifics, the the, the way we're talking about them in this article. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's it's an interesting change for for the nerds. Yeah, for the nerds, <laughs> nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. So, cool. I, I'd yes. love it if, if if they could completely separate the shell from the OS, and then do things like um, you know, just using a different uh, shell based on. You know the display that that your PC is using. You know what I mean? I wonder if that's yeah. I I get that. I I was I think I was I hope they're doing something like that. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because like, the like idea we have now. Yeah. Yeah. For, like for instance, they they don't license the OS that comes with the Surface Hub or the OS that comes with Hololens. It would be cool. Like, but but they have these things called Windows collaboration displays, and they're basically like Surface Hubs that are just monitors and hook up to computers. So they're just running regular Windows. So it would make a lot of sense if you could just connect your PC to this Windows collaboration display and it would say, hey, do you want to use the Surface Hub shell with this? And then you have a Surface Hub. That would make perfect sense. And I, I hope that's what they're doing. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I think it could be because I, I would have thought that if they're doing this Windows Core OS thing, that would be like a completely separate branch. Yeah. That's yeah, so I that they that can tell. So if they're doing that work that. here, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, not seeing them do that work on this build, I, I'm thinking maybe that is what they're doing. They're just separating it. And then this update agent, whatever it is, can just like change it to whatever you're doing. Yeah, I've I, I suspected this since uh, since they, they added the Windows Mixed Reality shell to Windows 10 because that was the first time where, like, you're putting a, a you're attaching a different display to your PC and putting it on your head, and it's giving you a different shell because of that, you know? So, um, you know, different form factors and such, it, they, they should be able to add more shells that way, you know? Yeah, hopefully. And Xbox shell. Yeah. Xbox shell. Scarlet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, That'd I be mean, cool. Yeah, maybe we'll finally have one operating system for all of this, which is what Windows 10 was supposed to be. <laughs> That's what it was supposed to be, you know. But, Better yeah. late than never, I guess. <laughs> so that build is in the fast ring. Still no word on 19H2. Nope. They're just no. They're just gonna keep waiting. Yeah, I, I keep three. asking. I keep asking. <laughs> and we're uh... three months away and nothing. No, <laughs> no information. It's just. Okay. Yeah, I, I asked someone, and and uh, he said, "Sorry, cook's still in the kitchen." <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so I was like, it's they're still working on it. So I, I don't know. I it's I I, I suspect that there's a, a larger story on 19H2 that we'll find out about hopefully soon. Hopefully. You know? Hopefully. Well, it's have to keep hoping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's it. So um cool. Got anything else? No. We, we missed your... our mark, so tell... I guess I'm not going to rent. <laughs> tell me something. Yeah. What was your favorite game that they showed it at all of E3? My favorite game? Well, you know I'm going to pick one from the Nintendo presentation, obviously. Sure. <laughs> no, whichever, one, whichever one you're like, wow, I can't wait till that comes out. I, I need to buy it. Oh, for sure the most interesting announcement was the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Because yeah, that was that is my favorite game of all time. Okay. I sunk 320 hours into that game. Whoa! So, <laughs> so I still I spent, played it. I still yeah, it's, it's I own it. really good. Yeah, yeah. My, my my friend called it life changing. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's. I mean, that's a lot of people use these exagger. To me, they seem exaggerated ways to describe yeah, things. But <laughs> but it was a fantastic game. It it for me, it was changing in the way that I was. Always very skeptical of open world games because I was afraid that I wouldn't know what to do and I wouldn't be interested enough in exploring. But yeah. Breath of the Wild made it so easy. I never felt really? like okay. I, yeah, I, I never felt like I was forcing myself to do anything. It was always nice to just go around, see if I found any secret. I didn't find all of them. I didn't try to find all of them, but it, it was I, very. Played the original. The original Legend of Zelda. Oh, the first one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I tried. I think I had it on. What is? What was it? Was it the Virtual Console on the oh, 3DS? Okay. okay. Yeah, Maybe you should also have it on uh, Nintendo Online. Yeah, I, I, it is there, but I don't think I've tried it because I'm not very good with own games. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. Some uh, of them don't, don't age very well. Either, yeah, so. that one does though. It's 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 <laughs> weird. Though, like I think that our gaming habits have changed though, because like when I go back and I play that original game, I sit there like, how did I play this when I was a kid? Yes. You know, <laughs> like like because like how did I just explore and find stuff and not get just bored and frustrated? And, yeah, um, exactly. You know, and and uh, our habits have changed, but you know, I I still have my old NES game atlas that told me where everything was. You know, it's like a 20-year-old book that I had, 25-year-old <laughs> book. It's pretty cool. But, um, and then, then there was uh, uh, Link's Awakening too, right? Yeah, that's, I'm also getting that one. I'm not as like, excited for that because, I mean, it's been a while. No, it's just because Breath of the Wild was really good. I mean, but... obviously my, my favorite game was uh, Halo Infinite. Yeah. Even though... I I'm disappointed that they never, they still haven't showed any gameplay for it. It's just been so No, they haven't. I just, all I know is that I better not be playing this game on an Xbox One X like a savage. (laughs) (laughs) I have to have Scarlet on day one so I can play Halo with the best experience on day one. You also have to get the 8K TV. Yeah, Yeah, of course, of course. So this will be like a $3,000 investment, but totally worth (laughs) it. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah i mean you know what's weird about e3 to me though is that that um oh, by the way i didn't watch all of the nintendo event as you know yeah because, the internet messed up I yeah know. because my internet crapped out for like five hours um oh, wow. <laughs> yeah it was terrible like, that's the thing i could use a hotspot to work but i wasn't going to use the stream video yeah but, understandable. Yeah, just because i do have a data cap but uh so so the thing about e3 to me though is that that they announced all these games. Like I think Xbox had like sixty games. Um, you know, Google had like two. And <laughs> but but, oh, yeah. but they they announced all these games, and they're all coming out next year. You know, in six months. And by the time they're out, I forgot that they ever happened. Like I watched <laughs> the trailer, I get so hyped. And then by yeah. the end of the, by the time they come out, it's like, oh what? Oh oh, this game's out already. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> you know? That happens sometimes. You know what? Nintendo is they've said before that they're very against making announcements so far away. They did that once with Metroid Prime 4, and they're still we're still waiting on that. Yeah. <laughs> but so but, but, when is so I, I assume Breath of the Wild 2 is coming next week then? 
<laughs> Actually, that's again the, another exception, I guess. But they usually don't. Did they say when? No, they said it's in development. It makes it seem like it's going to be at least two years. I don't know. Gotta be, yeah. Well, because yeah. I mean, generally, when they don't show gameplay, that means gameplay is coming at E3 next year, as far as I can tell. It's, I don't know if that's a rule, but yeah. <laughs> so I, I think best case scenario, Breath of the Wild Two, is late next year. Best case scenario. Yeah, maybe so holiday season or something. Yeah, but that's really the best case scenario. I don't think it's going to be any sooner than that. That for sure is not going to happen. Jeez. If, they, if it comes out at the same time as Halo Infinite, nothing's going to get done on Neo. And... <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to worry. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. There are a lot of games on Nintendo's presentation that I had. Yeah, I wish I saw the whole presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I was so dude. That was such a bad day. All right, you don't even know because like battling with the 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 cable company and battling with just things just broke, man. My 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 internet went down. I tried to I I pulled out a cellular PC. I have an Intel one with a Core i7, 32 gigs of RAM, and a terabyte of storage and a four gigabyte AMD GPU. And oh. and and then the cellular driver didn't work. So oh wow, so I just That's... couldn't connect to, to that either. And oh. so, yeah, I was so mad that I ended up using my phone as a hotspot, and for some reason it wouldn't connect to my main desktop, so I ended up using that laptop with my phone as a hotspot. And then, like, I got an email from Optimum. Your service is, is down. We know about it. We're fixing it. It'll be back up by 3 o'clock. I said, all right, great. So this was, like, 1 o'clock. And at 2.30, I get an email. Your service has been restored. Nope. Nope. It was not restored. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, it was, it, it's just going to take a little bit of time. So an hour later at 3.30, I call up. I, no, I, I got on the live chat with, with Optimum, and they, they, they determined that they need to send a technician to my house. But the technician can't come till Thursday, which this was Tuesday at the time. Oh, wow. And they want to charge me $80 for it. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay. And I was just fuming. You know, I was so mad. And then at 5.30... My internet just came back on. Oh, okay. Well, so thank God, and I didn't have to go through all that crap. So that is insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it, it was a great event, though. Yeah, it was a cool event. There's a lot, a lot of cool games shown off, and I've forgotten about half of them already. But I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know? All right, cool. That's all we got for this week. And uh, who are you on Twitter, and how do you spell it? <laughs> I'm in the spot. Uh, that's I N D O D O S B O T. Uh, yeah, uh, that's it. All right, I'm at the Rich Woods, and we'll catch you guys next week. All right, see you guys. <laughs>